What's up, everybody, and welcome to Grinders Live for a Tuesday edition. Here's a little four-game slate. We get a small one here we got to get through. So we're going to break down the games, the players, the lineups, everything you need to know about tonight's slate. Before we even get started, I think if you hit your refresh on Lineup HQ, I think we're good to know. Go, good, good to go now, guys. It was it was giving us problems earlier. Uh, it's pulled up for me now, so I imagine it's pulled up for you guys also. So the lineup lineup HQ problem is solved. I know a lot of guys are sweating that out, but we good now. So we got a lot of stuff to cover today. We're going to get to it, but for the first time ever on this particular show. I'm going to be joined by Kyle Murray. I just met him this past weekend in Nashville. It was good to meet him. Uh, got to play a little basketball with him, and now we get a show together. Kyle, what's up, man? Yeah, man, good to be on a show with you. been watching you the uh, past couple of years on RG, so it's, it feels good to get on with you. And nice little four-game slate to kind of dip our toes in. I think it's a pretty good slate for being so small. So, yeah, I'm excited. All the technical issues have been worked out with Lineup HQ. Everyone needs that optimizer with how much it's been crushing lately. But, yeah, I'm excited to get going. I think the people out there really want to know about your performance in Nashville on the basketball court Sunday morning. How, how did you feel that went for you? You feel like you overachieved, underachieved, could have been better. What happened there, I, man? I think I definitely underachieved, man. It's been it's been a couple of years, so the jumper was not where where I wanted it to be. You know, I, I thought I uh, had some flashes of okay time, some average play, but next year I'll get that jump shot fixed and we'll be good to go. You know what happened was. The good shooters were at a disadvantage because we walked in and they had double rims. What's up with that, man? We got to, we can't, those double rims, they even the odds out. All the bad shooters can even it out with you now, right? I mean, that's terrible. No good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. no good. Big T definitely struggled with double rims. I ain't going to lie. And Big T, I don't, I don't know if he's out there watching right now, but the, the point in which we, I knew Big Team Big T might be in trouble on Sunday was on Saturday night when we got the text. He was drinking milkshakes at two in the morning. That was, that was probably the that was probably a downfall right there. Big T, man. Yeah, but the double rims really messed him up. But there's always next year. So guys, we're gonna break this down before we even get started on this. I wanna I wanna point out to you, you have to like and subscribe this stuff. All right. So if you're watching this, hit that like and subscribe button. Give us the likes. We need it. It's what keeps this show going. It'll keep this show going forever if you if you like and subscribe enough here, man. We'll we'll keep doing this stuff for free forever. And as an added bonus. If we get 400 of them total today, 400 likes today, everybody gets the Situation Room for free on Wednesday. That's a big deal because that's one of the first places you should start your prep every day in the NBA is looking at the injuries, going over that stuff. Uh, Everybody's different, but I would assume you're using the Situation Room quite often, Kyle, right? Yep, I keep it open right here on the right on my other monitor. Keep it open all day long. And I, I don't know if you've been checking up on any of these updates for tomorrow already, but, man, we've gotten more updates for tomorrow than we have for today as far as injuries. So it's definitely going to be huge tomorrow. So definitely want to get those likes so everyone can get that situation room for sure. Yeah, we were, we were roughly halfway there here uh, before the show started. So, guys, if you pump those likes, you're going to get the situation room. All right, so if you want like a little glimpse of that, I'm going to pull that up right now here on the monitor. What this is is – this is the relevant stuff in the NBA, man. Let's see, we're in February, so this has been going for several months now. You know who the good players are. Uh, you, you know who good, you know who's good, you know who's bad. It's not a big shocker. The RG projections are going to give you, like, everything you need in a nutshell. They're very accurate. So we're not worried about that. So what, the way you separate yourself in the NBA at this point in the year is easily with the injuries. You look at the injuries and you see, how can I, how can I shape that out in my lineup? to uh, be different than everybody else, but, you know, still get the, the maximum amount, amount of points. You don't want to be recklessly different. So when we pull it up for today, I got it up on the screen. We got Capella. He's out with, I mean, they say an injury, but could be because he's about to get traded too, which is a also something you got to keep your eye on here for the next couple of days. There may be guys who get late scratched who may be on the move, like, like a John Collins who's rumored to go for Capella. But Capella's out tonight, so – uh, Westbrook is doubtful. You're seeing some of these. Those are the big ones. Denver's got a slew of injuries, as usual. The Millsap, Plumley, and now Michael Porter's out. So, And uh, this is going to tell you, you know, the impact that has on the team with, with, with big stuff going on there. And, and then we'll talk about swerves to some of these guys. So the situation room, very important to get your day started. Hit, hit, hit up those likes, guys, and we can, uh, we can drop this to you for free tomorrow. And you can, It's a big slate. 
like Kyle said, lots of injuries already. You definitely want to be on top of that tomorrow. So he got that going for us. Another big thing we need to hit on here before we get started, the FanDuel single entry series. Man, this stuff is good. This is the good stuff here. I didn't get in last night because, you know, uh, the, the, the flight bag wears you out. I just didn't get in into the single entry series. But the good thing is it doesn't matter if you miss a day this week. They'll drop a score on you anyway. What it is is this week is a $3 entry fee. Uh, tonight's $3 entry fee. Uh, tonight's contest for 3 bucks could reward you with 4000 to the first place finisher. That's a big, that's a huge ROI right there. It's a six-week competition. Uh, your numbers are going to add up throughout the course of the week. The top of the leaderboard each week is going to get a is going to win a spot into the single entry series championship, where you got a shot to play for that first place prize of 10k. And it's just you know you play this week, you, you get the you, you get up to the top of the leaderboard. It's a cumulative type of thing. You get to drop scores, so you can have a bad night and you can still be in the running. Uh, six guys are going to compete for a lot of money here at the end of this thing in March. So you want to get in there? I'm in there tonight. Three bucks is definitely a sweet little prize, uh, like a sweet little price point for a lot of guys out there. So I know you probably, I know you like some single entry, don't you, Kyle? Oh yeah, yeah. The thing about the single entry series is, you know, you get the really nice, uh, the high, you know, the the big, the big payouts, the big pay structures, and the and single entry, you don't have to go, you know, against guys with 150 lineups. So can't beat it, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a single entry is kind of a combination of big GPP and a little bit of cash. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to go uh, overboard with being different. But you get, you get that reward at the end. Speaking of uh, going overboard to be different, a question I, I had come up today was, uh, and I'll ask you this, is uh, in basketball, you know, when we look, because I was looking at the numbers tonight, the ownership numbers, and we were talking in Discord about that earlier. Like the numbers are so compacted tonight. You're going to get guys, guys are projected. Let me pull that up right now. In fact, on the lineup HQ since it's working. Look at the, these these ownership numbers tonight. On let's take DraftKings, Harden almost sixty percent. Austin River, I don't know how Austin Rivers is almost sixty, but he is fifty-seven. PJ Tucker forty. We got some compacted ownership here. How do you how do you work that into uh, your G? Like, are you uh, forget the ownership, man? I'm just I gotta play the good players anyway. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Or how, how are you dealing with ownership and GPPs, which is what we're mainly going to talk about tonight? The GPPs. Yeah, I think for NBA, I'm I'm a little bit more willing to play guys that are going to be chalky, especially when they're when they're underpriced. And I think in you know potentially really strong spots. So obviously, with all the injuries, Houston could potentially be running a seven to eight man rotation. Obviously that'd be pretty beneficial for anyone that's going to be involved in that rotation. But uh, so I think there are a lot of good plays in this one, but I think there are also some plays, uh, namely Ben McLemore, a guy that's going overlooked, who's actually in a, in the same spot, obviously on the same team in the same rotation who should be, you know, around 30 in minutes, but not getting the same kind of ownership. So I think there are, are ways to eat that chalk. So play, maybe play a guy like uh, Austin Rivers or Tucker, but also there's guys being overlooked on this team, like Ben, ben McLemore, who I like a lot tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. You know, I look at the chalk and I say a guy like Harden, man, there's a chance you can't get away with fading him. He may, he may just absolutely bury you tonight. You look at some of the other guys. Zion has big upside, big, big ownership, but big upside, decent price tag. You go with that. I think how you can get different is, like you said, a guy like Ben McLemore, insert him in there, instead of a guy like, let's say, we're, we're projecting 40% on P.J. Tucker. Ooh, buddy, PJ Tucker is a guy who could disappoint you. I don't care what kind of spot he's in. I, I mean, yep. they could run, they could run a five man rotation, and he could still end up with like ten fantasy points. He's just, you know, if he's not hitting his corner three, then he's pretty useless. So, yeah, you gotta swerve away from that. But that's definitely something we want to talk about later on today is projection owner on ownership and and all that good stuff, guys. Almost there. We're almost to the finish line of uh, some of this stuff here. But the RG badge promo is out there. Got to give some shout outs now because if you switch your badge up to an RG badge, uh, you have a chance to get a free month of uh, RG RG uh, premium stuff here going on. But even if you don't win that stuff, uh, you're eligible to get a shout out here on air just for switching your badge over to an RG, RG badge on the sites. So I got a few names here. Devin gave me quite a few names. I don't know. I don't know why I get the short end of the stick here, but we got Nick O twenty two, Bree Anaway, Bree Anaway. Congrats to you. Switch it over. Damoc ninety nine. Damoc ninety nine. T Ru 
T. Rue switched it over. That name reminds me of tiramisu. Have you ever had a good piece of Have you ever had a good piece of tiramisu, Kyle? That's my favorite. That, that's really? my favorite dessert, man. Really? Yeah. I used to I make a good. It. I used to make a, a sweet tiramisu, man. I forgot my recipe yeah. though. But T. Rue. Good right now. Oh, Otis G, you get a shout out. Rob eighty seven G. Tactical Tone, shout out to you and Macadanian Assassin three sixteen. I think that's like a Japanese. The Macadanian is like a Japanese cartoon or something out there on Netflix. But yeah. he get he gets okay. a shout out. Yeah, yeah. There you so, go. <laughs> shot, that's he gets a shout out for switching over, man. Congrats to you guys. And uh, we're going to start talking some basketball here. We got a sharp side streak, but we're going to deal with that in a minute because we got some picks we're going to give you guys out tonight. So let's get started here. A uh, couple questions from Discord earlier today. Uh, I want, to, I want to touch on these real quick before we get in here. They're, they're both, both questions are very similar, so let's just attack them at once. Just the Iliast had a question, and Hauser42 had a similar question. Can you talk about the Charlotte guys as possible pivots to some of that other chalk? And specifically, Just the Iliast was asking, is Cody Martin relevant on tonight's slate for a GPP? So talk about some of Charlotte for me here real quick. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of these Charlotte guys become even more interesting if a guy like P.J. Washington sits. So he's questionable. Uh, I believe he missed the last two games. Definitely missed the last one. So someone to monitor. We haven't had any update on him uh, essentially all day. So that's something to monitor because he's a guy who can he can play the three, he can play the four, and he can play the five. So taking him out of the rotation opens up minutes for a guy like Cody Martin. But I do think it's a somewhat interesting play uh, on, on Fando. I think he kind of just works out to be at a position where I, I'm trying to save. So him and Ben McLemore make a lot of sense for me over there. Uh, on the other half where I'm playing James Harden in one half on FanDuel and saving on the other half. But uh, another guy, Cody Zeller, you know, his minutes is a good, a good per minute guy, but the minutes sometimes don't feel the best. You know, they have uh, Hernan Gomez, they have Biombo, who hasn't really been in the rotation too much. But when you take Washington out of there, uh, you, you, got, you kind of feel a bit better about the Cody Zeller minutes. So he makes a lot of sense as well. And then Miles Bridges, man. Another guy who's up and down with the per minute. He's been, you know, a little bit less than one point per minute throughout the season, but He's going to be in the mid thirties if Washington sits. So those are the three that's that stick out for me. Uh, if Washington's out, and if Washington plays, I think Rozier and Graham are definitely playable. Uh, Rozier's going to be pretty chalky. You know, looking at his ownership projections in lineup HQ, don't know if I I love that. I think you can pivot to a guy like Eric Bledsoe, who a uh, similar price point and lower ownership. Uh, playing Terry Rozier. Theoretically, I think he's a good play. I think he'd be a good cash play. But the ownership is something I don't really love on him. He's going to be pretty popular today, and he's definitely a guy that we can see. We've seen bust frequently this year. Yeah, another guy is uh, Malik Monk on at $11 on Yahoo. You know, we talked about the Rockets here a minute ago and some of their uh, chalky guards tonight. And you could pivot to a Malik Monk and hope a guy like Eric Gordon. But an Eric Gordon can bust. Like, there's right. no – this isn't uh, – there, there's really good – uh, value chalk when there's injuries, and then there's guys like Eric Gordon who can go off, and and but also could just be terrible. That's just, so a guy like Malik Monk, maybe you could swerve to that on Yahoo for eleven bucks. So I think they do make for some interesting GPP pivots off of some of those Rockets in the same game right there. So uh, that pretty much touches on that game. I want to go back to Houston real quick for a minute because we've got. Probably no Russell Westbrook. He's doubtful. We've got no Clint Capella. We've got a lot of minutes opened up here, like you said, probably a short rotation. So uh, now's the time I'd like to hit on my sharp side pick, which was I'm taking the over on the James Harden total, his uh, real-life points, 38-and-a-half tonight, I believe it would have, is what I locked it in at earlier. So I'm taking the over on that. You know, these last couple of games, he, he's racked up 75 total points, a 40 and a 35 spot. Looks like he's getting his stroke back. No Westbrook should mean a lot of uh, usage. His usage actually with Westbrook, when Westbrook doesn't play, I, I'm not doing the off the court. I'm just doing when Westbrook doesn't start and he doesn't play, the usage jumps up uh, to 48% in those games. That's on a, That's in a game. That's not, that's not just in a situation where Westbrook's off the court. That's in the entire game, 48%. That's an ungodly number. Now you don't have Capella. So what that may do is a few less lobs at the rim for assists, and maybe those turn into buckets. So I've got this over 38-and-a-half prop on, on Harden tonight as my sharp side lock. What, what was your sharp side lock tonight? Yeah, so I went, I went with white side. Uh, the the over-under for rebounds was, I believe, 12-and-a-half. 
Uh, he averages 14 a game, so I, I just thought it was a good number. I don't really necessarily love him for uh, DFS purposes, but I think this is going to be a good game, competitive down to the wire, uh, and I think he's going to be you know in the mid-30s of minutes. So I think just seeing Whiteside get 13-plus rebounds is pretty easy here. For, and It's a pretty easy scenario to, to see. Uh, I just thought that number was low, so I went with Whiteside in the over of his rebounds. Yeah, pulling up his game log, you get a bunch of uh, 18, 20, 13 type of rebound performances. He's a double-digit rebounder. I can definitely get behind that. So, uh, guys, if you don't know what the sharp side streak is, it's it's man, it's money in the bank for you. It's free. You download the app. You pick a, a game, a player prop, a spread, whatever it is, just let it be less than minus 140, in it, and it'll count for a lot. Pick a game, lock it in, and if you win, you, have, you, you start a streak. You get your streak up to five in a row. And then after that, you start getting cash for every pick that hits in a row after that. You start to get that thing up to 10 in a row, and now you're getting $20 per pick. Work that thing up even more, you get even more money. You can, you can make about, I think, I think it was $1,400 total on this thing if you, if you pick enough games in a row. Just cherry pick it, man. Do like I do. Just go down and find the best little thing you can, cherry pick it. No big deal. And try to work some of that free money for that sharp side app. No big no big deal off you. You know, it's not costing you anything except for download that. So it's all good, guys. Get in there and do that. But those are the two. I got Harden over the 38 and a half. I think he's going to score a lot tonight. And Kyle's got uh, white side rebounds, which, yeah, a lot of times you can find a little bit of uh, inefficiency in rebounding type of props out there if you go that. So that pretty much covers the Charlotte-Houston game. Lots of good things to, to tackle in that one. So we got through that one. We'll go to a, another game now. Uh, we're just going to free flow here, but uh, Milwaukee at New Orleans was a game that stood out because the 246 total was about 20 points higher than any other game on the slate today. So it's got this massive over. You've got Giannis uh, versus Zion, and it's like just some phenomenal players you'd love to – that are super entertaining to watch. So the first question I have in this game, the two big studs tonight, Harden – and Giannis, which one do you prefer? Yeah, I think I lean Harden. You know, I, I, it's tough because Giannis should be the game. The spread is pretty close, six and a half. So the game should be somewhat close. So maybe Giannis gets up in the mid thirties. I have projected for thirty-two minutes. So if he's around there, he's obviously going to be a pretty good option. But I lean Harden. Just I think the usage, uh, all the all the boosts that he's going to get with Westbrook and Capella being out. I lean him a little bit, but I, you know, I, I think it's a really good strategy to try to get both of these guys in your lineups. There's a lot of good value out there. And just a lot of value in general. So I think there's a definitely a few paths to get getting both those guys in your lines. But I would lean Harden if I had to choose one. All right. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Milwaukee side first, real quick. You have Giannis Stud. High, you know, you're gonna spend the salary on him, but clearly this is a this is a great matchup for him. He got he gets a little bit of pace up. He's the kind of guy who's gonna thrive running the court as fast breaks and going from the, the half court line to dunk in, in like three steps. So this should really favor him. Like talk to me about the Milwaukee side in general, uh, Bledsoe, Middleton, all get nice projections, but can you play them? Who do you, who do you favor alongside of Giannis in this game? Yeah, so Bledsoe's actually one of my favorite uh, tournament plays. He's, he's getting a little bit of ownership on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, I think he's going overlooked. Uh, 6,600 on DraftKings, 6,300 on FanDuel. I think the price is, is really fair on him. Uh, you mentioned that it's going to be a really good spot for pace. Both teams in the top five in pace. And New Orleans is very bad defensively. M- Milwaukee's pretty good defensively. So um, that, that's kind of why I was surprised to see such a high total. I know it's going to be pretty high, uh, pretty fast pace, but Milwaukee's really good defensively. So the total is a little bit surprising to me. But for me, it's Giannis and Bledsoe. Uh, Lopez is somewhat interesting, mainly just because of the the weakness at, at center. I think you know you have Jokic up top, who I think who's a good option. But other than that, uh, a lot of holes in the center position today. So Brook Lopez is a guy who might you know just maybe not have a ton of ceiling, but the the floor feels okay. Uh, the minutes have been you know around thirty, a little bit less than thirty recently, but. I think he's a fine option. Uh, I'm, pro- I'm probably not going to play any Middleton. I think if I'm going to play one of these secondary, you know, of these big three, I would just play uh, Bledsoe. And, you know, I-, I do like Giannis a pretty good amount, so I'm probably not going to play all three of these guys together. And I-, I just lean Bledsoe over Middleton. I think you can play DiVincenzo here in this one. Uh, I think there are some other value options at the shooting guard position, but he's definitely okay. He's really good per minute, around a point per minute. 
So it should play around 25, 26 minutes. So uh, those are the main four that I'm getting interested in, but I love Bledsoe tonight. I think he's a really strong play. All right. We're, we're going to kind of build a GPP lineup too as we go along and see how that plays out here. I, I put Harden in there. We're going to lock Harden in. I don't think the ownership matters. Giannis is a uh, – so Giannis is the next guy we're thinking about putting in here. Like you said, I think you got to have at least two elite players tonight because there's just so much value. I mean, you can – yeah. You can get lucky and maybe find those those cheap guys tonight in that Houston game or some of the other spots. And and then if that happens, you, you're not going to survive a tournament without, you know, uh, Giannis if Giannis goes for 70, which is a real possibility tonight. So uh, two studs, one being Harden. Then, then let's talk about the second stud. I like Giannis. You like, you like Giannis. But is there a world where you would play a guy like, LeBron, Anthony Davis, or even Jokic, or even Damian Lillard, who we'll talk about later. But, man, that guy's been absolutely smoking here lately. Is there a path where you would gloss over Giannis and GPPs for one of those guys? So, for, for me, I think on DraftKings, I, I prefer Anthony Davis. You know, you get $2,000 off of, off of Giannis to get to Davis here. A really good matchup for, for Davis here. The Spurs are very bad. You get Marcus Aldridge defense for the most part of this game. Uh, I think Davis is a pretty strong option. And, you know, I, I think he'll be a little bit more popular than Giannis, but I don't think he'll be anything crazy. You know, probably be 25, 30%. We have him at 28% right now on DraftKings. So for DraftKings specifically, I think I would lean Davis over Giannis. Uh, on FanDuel, I think you can make it work to get Giannis. But on DraftKings, yeah, I think Davis is, is the way to go as that second stud for me. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Davis in there then. Yeah, Giannis looks good. and But that is a pretty big savings. Davis also has good upside. So I like that call, man. You just you never know about the ownership. Sometimes it'll – We'll sneak yeah. up on you, and maybe Giannis will be even more popular than Anthony Davis. People like that. People like that. So, all right, I like that side of it. Uh, I think you hit on the Milwaukee guy. This New Orleans side, and I mentioned Zion. The price is creeping up now, but he's an explosive player. Uh, starting to get the minutes now on his side, which is a huge deal. They've got a lineup full of uh, really nice players here. You know, Ball, Drew, Ingram, Favors, all all can get off fantasy-wise. So, uh, is there anybody you favor or – these guys just kind of like all being healthy, cancel them, cancel each other out. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, Zion is a guy who I think the, the minutes creeping up. I think the the price tag hasn't quite caught up to his minutes uh, expanding a little bit. So I think you you can still play him. Uh, and then Drew Holiday is a guy who I like taking a shot on here on on drafting specifically. I think he's an okay option. But um, yeah, I think I think you can play Lonzo Ball here in this one too. I don't I don't think I get to Brandon Ingram. I just don't love the price tag. If I'm going to play a guy around that price, I would prefer to play Holiday. But the minutes for Lonzo Ball have just been so strong. He's been you know around 35. He's even seen, he's played 37 last game. Um, so the minutes have just been really strong for Lonzo. And I don't think anybody's going to really play him. You know, Terry Rozier is going to have a lot of ownership. Bledsoe's going to have some ownership. Austin Rivers is going to be extremely popular. I don't see anybody playing Lonzo tonight, and this is a, you know a fast-paced matchup should benefit a guy like Lonzo. I actually think Lonzo would be my favorite option from this side. I do think Zion's a good option, uh, but you know his price has gone up a little bit, and the ownership's going to be really high on Zion. So I think he's a good play, but for for tournaments, I think Lonzo's my favorite my favorite play from the Pelicans. Okay, Lonzo being the guy for the Pelicans. I I think uh, how much do you use? Vegas odds and lines when it comes to NBA DFS. I mean, are you are you really does it really move the needle for you that this this game is so much higher projected Vegas points than any other game, or are you just kind of like, eh, doesn't really matter? Yeah, I think I think the main way I use it is just kind of um, trying to leverage those against what the public wants to do. So a lot of times uh, you'll see ownership be extremely inflated because a game has really good. Uh, Good, a good game total, but you know this game is. You mentioned it, it's twenty points higher, and I don't think anybody who would agree that this game is probably better than the, the Houston side because I think people have more guys from the Rockets due to the rotation. So for basketball, I don't think it quite matters as much as other sports. So obviously, like a sport like football or baseball, I, I'd probably care about that more. But in, in basketball, I think it's just more about opportunity for guys and minutes. Short rotation for the Houston guys. I think I would just prefer to target that game. But you, you can never go wrong. I mean, Vegas is so so sharp. So this game should be high scoring, and uh, so it's hard to go against them. But you know, I think when you can find ways to see how the public is going to go against it or, or, or follow Vegas and go the other way, that's how I do it. Yeah, with that kind of a game total, let's see if we can uh, 
Let's see if we can plug some. I'm going to plug the Lonzo ball in there, see if we can get a ball in this lineup. We'll see if it make it work. We can switch him out later if we don't like him. But on DraftKings, where he's a threat for a triple-double, he, he grabs rebounds, grabs assists. The 245 total, it seems like a kind of game where a guy like Lonzo Ball can really thrive because he doesn't necessarily have to shoot the ball at the rim. You know, you got Giannis in there lurking. You got Brooke Lopez, who's a good defender. Pretty good rim protection there. Sometimes I can get to a guy who get who needs to get to the rim, but Ball doesn't. Ball can he can rack up ten dimes and ten boards tonight and, and grab his ten points any which way, and, and all of a sudden you got a monster game from him at a good price. So I like that. Let's plug in Lonzo Ball in our lineup and uh, see where it takes it. We can always get him out later on. So let's move on here. I want to talk about this. The next game I want to talk about is Denver and Portland because uh, we got only got four games. So this, I think there's a big drop-off for me. You got Milwaukee, New Orleans, huge total, big pace, all that. You got Charlotte, Houston, which is uh, a lot of injuries are, are going to make that game interesting. Then there's this big drop-off to go to Portland, Denver. Uh, Denver's a team that typically spreads it around a lot, but now you're without Millsap, Plumlee, and no Michael Porter Jr., so that should open things up for guys. With, with, that, with that trio of injuries, who does that favor the most on the Denver side for you? Uh, so yeah, for me, I think Jokic gets the biggest bump from it. It's uh, actually, I, I'm not really sure about how I feel about, about Jamal Murray. I think he's going to sit. I don't know if you have a better, better read on it, but they, I know they mentioned that he wasn't ruled out a day in advance. So maybe he's got a better opportunity to play. I just don't see him playing tonight. So if that's the case, if he ends up sitting as well, I think Will Barton gets a pretty significant boost as well, but Jeremy Grant's going to play 36 minutes. 30, 37 minutes and I think 35 is probably the minimum he's got to play the backup center minutes and he's you know he's going to get his normal four minutes he's just been playing a ton of minutes he would have, if there's an overtime game last time out against Detroit he played 45 minutes so he'd have been around 40 if there was no overtime in that game but he, he got a price boost and so nobody's playing Jeremy Grant so I think Jeremy Grant's a guy who I think gets a pretty nice boost as well I like him a pretty good amount I do like Jeremy Grant too he's very very he can fill the he can fill the stat sheet. I like him really uh, a whole lot on Fanduel, where he gets credit for a bunch of blocks out there. So, uh, also in that game, we've got Portland and the guy I talked about earlier. But man, we really need to like. I'm gonna pull up his game log here because this is some pretty rowdy stuff, man. This guy's just been on fire. Look at the the fantasy points are phenomenal. The real life points are are just crazy here for Damian Lillard, like the hottest player in basketball right now. Look at the look at these guys. 51, 48, 50, 47, 61. Those are real-life points. That's not even your fantasy stuff right there. It's not an easy matchup traveling and playing Denver. They, they have some guys in the backcourt who can shut down players, but Lillard's on a like clearly on a world up to himself right now, and he's usually – doesn't matter who you match him up with. He's just that good anyway. Seems like – well, I was, in fact, look at the projected ownership here on DraftKings – Less than 7%, less than 10 on FanDuel, 4% on Yahoo. High price, but man, with the, with the way he's been on fire, like, is there anything that – is there a world where maybe you would fade some of the other studs and, and stick uh, Lillard in there? Yeah, this is this is a tough one. I was talking about in Discord earlier. Uh, you know, it's really hard to fade, Dame. You know, if you play if you play NBA DFS for a few years, you you, you guys will see, like – Damian Lillard, when he gets in the zone, there's no stopping him. He's just a guy who, when he's in, when he's when he's shooting well, he's just unguardable. You mentioned it; nobody can match up against him. He's completely matchup proof, um, and that's the one thing I've learned from NBA DFS is that when Dame is on fire and he's in the zone, play him. But man, it's so tough. The price is pretty much either more expensive or similar to other guys. Um, it is a tough matchup, you know. Uh, Denver top 15, top 10 in defensive efficiency, so it is somewhat tough. I think I, you know, MME. I think he's a, a good a good target there but in my main lineups I don't think I'll have them and it's probably gonna come back to bite me but we've talked about Anthony Davis Giannis and Harden it's really hard for me to prioritize Dame over those three um hard to hard to hate on anybody for wanting to play Dame or tell people to not play Dame here at this kind of ownership because obviously really exciting to get a guy like Dame in the in the groove that he's in right now under 10 percent but for me I just can't do it he's probably fourth or fifth in my list of studs today yeah, I agree. I think uh, I wish his ownership was a lot higher, so I'd feel good about fading. Right. Because I just I remember last year in the playoffs when these two teams faced like they they kind of sh- they kind of shut him down. You know, it was, they had the, they left it up to McCollum to do all the heavy lifting in that series, and uh, but they pretty much controlled Lillard. So, 
I don't think I'll have much Lillard either, although he's been on fire. All right, piece of news real quick that just came in. Russell Westbrook officially out. Ben McLemore looks like he's going to start for Westbrook tonight. What does that do for you? Uh, I think it uh, probably boosts him. I had him around 29, 30 minutes. I think he probably gets a few more. Um, you know, I think they're just going to slide everyone down in the rotation and, just, and put him in their house and probably start at the four, I'm assuming, with, with Tucker at the five. Uh, so, yeah, I think McLemore is a really good option. So we'll have, to, we'll have to wait on the news of Rivers. If Rivers is good to go, I think he, his minutes will be around 32. So I, I think he's just a really good value play. And if he continues to go under the radar, I think he's going to be my highest owned value option tonight. Yep. Uh, I think I'm in the same boat now. We just talked about Lillard and uh, and the series last year that these two teams faced in the playoffs. Lillard didn't do so well. McCollum actually did do well. In fact, I think it was that game seven where he absolutely torched the Nuggets and got them to the next round. Got him to the Western Conference Finals. So is there any interest in McCollum as maybe a pivot off of some of these other guys? Or or you mentioned Whiteside in the street, uh, the street segment earlier. Is anybody else on this team that maybe – Melo, Melo goes back to Denver, a little revenge game for him. Is yeah. anybody else in this lineup you like uh, for Portland? Yeah, I think these guys are just mainly uh, deeper tournament options that maybe if you don't – Maybe you don't want to play Dame, kind of how me and you are. Uh, maybe one of these guys makes a little bit of sense. Ariza makes a little bit of sense on FanDuel, where maybe if you want to pivot off of a guy like Aaron Gordon, Trevor Ariza is going to play a, a ton of minutes, probably be in the mid-30s to maybe upper 30s if this game's close and competitive till the end. And, you know, we we saw him put up 30-plus fantasy points while scoring like five points or something like that the other night. So he can do it in all, in all kinds of ways. Not the most efficient guy, but he's going to be out there a ton. Um, McCollum and, and Mello. I, I prefer to play one of these guys when one of them is out because they take away from each other a good amount. You know, you got Dame taking, you know, 20 plus shots a game and then McCollum and Mello trying to, trying to get theirs after that. But I think you, I think you can play Whiteside here. Um, he doesn't fit into lineup builds as, as much as I'd like because, you know, I'm trying to spend up at other spots. So I find myself going down at center a little bit. Uh, but I think he's a really strong tournament option if you can fit it. But in my main lineups, just based on lineup construction, he doesn't really work his way in there too often. All right, so we're in our lineup build right now in lineup HQ. We got three guys, Harden, Davis, Ball, about 4,400 per player. We might have to go back and switch some things up in a minute, but is there anybody from this game that stands out to you that we could uh, we could plug in there right now? Um, sorry, from what game? I was, I was reading a report, actually, if you want to talk about this real quick. Andy Means just retweeted this. Westbrook and Capella out, so D'Antoni said that Hartenstein or Frazier might enter the lineup. So we might get a Hartenstein night if you want to think about that. <laughs> you, do we want to do that again? Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I, I did think about it a little bit considering the, the Hornets tend to play a little bit bigger. You know, they're, they're usually going to have Zeller out there. Um, they're usually going to have Hernan Gomez or Marvin Williams out there as well. So, And if, if P.J. Washington's active, they're probably going to have a, bit, a little bit bigger of a lineup. So maybe it's a night where Hartenstein gets more minutes, but – I mean, if it's just him or Frazier, I don't think he's going to get anything significant. It'll probably be around 15. I mean, if they were taking Cephalosha out of the rotation and Hartenstein was getting 25, he'd be super interesting. But tough to count on that, man. Tough to count on that. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this much. Uh, I know we made fun of Hartenstein for that total dud he put up when he was chalked that night. But the guy's, the guy's talented, man. He's got, he's got skills that, that can make him a fantasy asset. He really does. So. If he ever got the minutes in this lineup, he, he'd be a he'd be a force. It's just a matter of we're playing a guessing game with what Dan Tony wants to do. So there's not a there's no reason why he can't be a pivot off of uh, some really chalky stuff. Like like if you're telling me PJ Tucker's forty, and then maybe I have a chance for Hardenstein to get some minutes, I'll gladly take the upside on Hardenstein, even if it could be a total dud over PJ Tucker forty percent on. So maybe it's something we can attack later on. Uh, First, Portland, Denver. Is there anybody from this game that you would stick in this GPP lineup? Or, I mean, the guy, the guy you mentioned earlier, the guy I like the most is probably Jeremy Grant. He's fifty-seven hundred on DraftKings. I don't, I don't. That might be a little bit high. It might be a little bit rich for this lineup. But is there anybody that stands out for you? Yeah, I have Grant in my main lineup on FanDuel right now. I think he's a really strong option. I think the price. It's not great, but I think it'll scare people off of it. You know, we're so used to getting Jeremy Grant in the 4Ks. So the price tag that he's at now, I don't think anybody's going to really want to, you know, feel the need to play him. And you mentioned it. Tucker's going to be super popular. Zion's going to be super popular. So I don't think Grant will have any ownership. I like him a lot. I'm okay with paying up a little bit to be contrarian here with him. Let's plug him in there. Then let's go back to the Houston game. Let's, let's try to fill in with some value before we hit on that last game. Uh, 
for the first thing that, that stood out to me when I saw this was even with all the Houston injuries, we're still getting like a 14-point spread here. I don't, I don't know how that's happening, but that's that's what it is. It's a 14-point spread right now, and and uh, Houston's favorite at home. Let's talk about some value from this game. Who are we going to start plugging in as value guys? Yeah, so I, I think Macklemore is probably my favorite option just because of the the ownership that he's going to have. Um, I I would like to get away from Tucker, and on DraftKings, I think it's a little bit more yeah. uh, possible to do that just considering all the position eligibility stuff. But I think we can look at the Charlotte side for some value. Obviously, if we're going to have, you know, three to four, maybe even five Rockets, uh, it makes sense to come back with some Charlotte guys. I think Zeller's interesting. Uh, I like him a lot if Washington's out. Uh, I do think he'll have some ownership, but I, I think he's really interesting if Washington sits. I think the minutes just feel a little bit more, a little bit more safe. And then Cody Martin as well for some value. I think he's interesting. Uh, I don't know if we necessarily maybe would want a guy like him and Macklemore in the same lineup. That could be uh, somewhat risky, but the minutes have been pretty solid for Martin uh, around 25 over the last three games. A big game last time out, obviously adding, I think he had three steals. So um, that's part of the reason why it's such a big game, but I think Zeller and Martin could be good value options in this one. Yeah, I agree. I had Zeller as an option earlier today. So let's see if we can plug in some Zeller and Hardenstein. Uh, I don't know if we can go there just yet. We'll figure that out, though. But now now we're starting to fill out some guys. We've got uh, 3,800 per player left. Let's talk about the last game real quick and see if it does anything for you. It is the uh, Lakers and the Spurs is going to be the nightcap tonight. Guys, also, if you're hanging out there, if you have any questions, fire them up in the YouTube chat. And uh, Devin, he'll keep track of them for me. And when when we get a chance here in a little bit, I'll touch on those questions. If you're in the Discord chat, the free chat, the free chat role on Discord, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm following over there too. And if you have questions, fire them up over there and I'll be more than happy to answer those. Or if you're hanging out in Discord in the NBA Premium, fire up your questions over there if you're watching the show and, uh, and I'll answer them here in a little bit. We're just going to touch on a few more things and then we'll start interacting with you guys and, and making you part of this program and getting things rolling here. But real quick, I want to touch on this Lakers-Spurs game. Uh, not super attractive. What we got here is a, a big 12-point spread. At the Lakers, the Spurs can be a really bad team sometimes. There's serious blowout risk here. Does that blowout risk worry you at all? Uh, I don't. Not too much. I don't think on a, on a four game slate. I think if you know if I'm going to have interest in these guys, uh, I'm just going to ignore the the blowout risk. It might. I definitely think it's possible here. But I think if the guys that I like, if I'm going to have interest in them, I'm going to have them in the lineup. I'm not going to worry about it. Four game slate. I think we just throw that out the window for this one. If you had to choose, is it site dependent LBJ versus Unibrow, or uh, or do you just have, or are you just Anthony Davis is just your guy tonight over LBJ? Yeah, I think I'm just going Davis across the board. Uh, you know, when you look at the positions, I think if I'm playing a small forward, that's going to be a little bit more expensive. I think I'll just get Giannis in over LeBron. So therefore, I think I'm just going to have more exposure to uh, Davis tonight. Demar Derozan's in this game. He's been crushing it lately. Uh, kind of high price though. Any interest in Demar? Uh, I don't think I'll, I'll get to too much tomorrow. You know, we talked we talked about a, quite a few shooting guards that are, are value, and then we got obviously Harden on the slate. But I do have a pretty good amount of interest in Lamarcus Aldridge, especially on DraftKings. That sixty two hundred dollars price tag just is just way too low, um, and you know he can get it in any any kind of matchup. Obviously, there's a tough one here going against Davis, and then either McGee or Howard on the on the floor. So a pretty a pretty stiff d- defensive matchup here. But Lamarcus Aldridge should be you know in the in the thirty two thirty three minute range. And he's going to have a pretty solid usage rate. And that price tag is just way too low on DraftKings, I think. All right, Liz, that brings me to a point then right here that we need to uh, – we could address this on DraftKings. Jeremy Grant, 5,700, or uh, Aldridge at 62. Which one Which one of those guys should we roll with? Yeah, I think I would go LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, I think, you know, he just probably brings a little bit more upside to the to the, to the floor with uh, without having to rely on the blocks and the steals. You know, he can go out there and see him put up 25, 30 real points any given night for, for LaMarcus Aldridge. So I think I would prefer him with the price discount. All right. Well, then uh, if we did that and Jeremy Grant was sitting out there in the player pool for us, would we go Grant at 57 or Zeller at 52? They're pretty similar prices there. Yeah, um, I, I think it makes sense to have Zeller in there, especially if we're going to okay. have a, f- a handful of uh, or a, a few Rockets. I think it makes sense to keep Zeller in there. So I, I think I prefer Zeller, and you get a little bit of a discount. So you know, I, I still like Grant a little bit, but I think those two probably uh, get a little bit more priority. All right. Anybody else from this Lakers-Spurs game that uh, 
is it like there's a lot of so you got LBJ, you got Demar, you got Aldridge, and you got uh, Anthony Davis, and then you got a bunch of guys who are fairly cheap and can sometimes deliver good games. Is there anybody in the value range that, that you can see playing tonight? Yeah, I think the only guy that I would take a shot on, and this would be in large field tournaments, I probably wouldn't do this in like a single entry or anything, but it'd be Kuzma. You know, we just see him if he gets in the mid-20s of minutes. We see him get pretty active out there. He tries to get shots up when he's on the floor. Um, just can't always count on him being out there. So I think that'd probably be the only one uh, for me. All right. We've got a lineup working here, and we've got, uh, you know, what, five, six guys in there, $3,600 left per player for two spots. I mean, the Harden and Macklemore seem pretty point blank. Anthony Davis was a nice pivot off of Giannis, so we got that guy in there. Aldridge, cheap price tag. Zeller, need a Charlotte run back. Lonzo Ball is the next guy that we, we have in there. Looking at this 36 per player, does Lonzo Ball fit the mold of this lineup, or do we need to find a cheaper guy for that spot? Yeah, I think in this lineup, I don't think we want to punt with with, with two more spots along with Macklemore, so I think maybe it, it would make sense to drop down on, LeBron, on, uh, on Lonzo here in this one. Let's drop down and see what what other value is out there that we can plug in there for starters. Like, are we seeing? Let me see. I don't see any extra news coming in right now. So maybe we take some chances and kind of make our own news and hope it happens later on. And then we're we're in the right on the right side of it. So is there anybody in the cheap range we can fill in now? Any more extra value? The only real value we got is that Ben Mclemore, but there seems like there's more out there than just Ben Mclemore. Yeah, I think we can go Rivers here. I think we can go back to him, even though he's gonna he's gonna be coming off the bench. I still think he's gonna play around thirty minutes. Rotations is gonna be really short, uh, especially considering guys like Daniel House and Ben McLemore, and they're gonna have to play down. They're gonna have to play at the three and the four. So you know, Austin Rivers is a guy who's gonna probably get the backup point guard minutes as well as some two minutes at minutes at the two. So uh, I think Rivers should be in there. You know, the minutes are gonna be okay. Obviously, he can he can flop too. You know, he's not necessarily a monster or anything, but he's the number one uh, point per dollar play in lineup HQ right now. So I think he makes a lot of sense. I think even though he's not starting, I think he's still solid. All right, I plugged him in there. That gets us back. That gets us back up to a nice range of uh, almost fifty two hundred for the last two spots. We're not going to fill out all, but we'll fill out one more guy and see see if there's another guy that stands out. So at at fifty two hundred per player, now we got some wiggle room here. You can. You can take a guy like Zion and use most of that salary and then come back and punt with something later on and hope it, and hope that works out. Or you can go with two solid guys, mid-range. They're, they're out there tonight. What, what's your preferred method in a, in a spot like this, a, a punt and a good explosive player or just two really solid players? Uh, so for me, when, when we're in the spot that we are now where we already have two, two punts, I think I prefer to just balance it out here and go with two guys in the 5K range. I think one guy, you know, we can just play another Rocket and play Eric Gordon or even Daniel House. Either one, I think you could play House would obviously be more contrarian. Uh, Eric Gordon a little bit more chalky, but both have solid upside in this one. Both should be, you know, in the in the, in the low to mid-30s and minutes. So I think you can play either one in that small forward spot right here, uh, and, and it kind of fits the mold for this one. All right, let me, let me do some filtering on lineup HQ and get some of these high-salary guys out of there and see what we're left with. All right. Projection-wise, under the, under that range that you're talking about, Eric Gordon's getting the biggest projection. He's also getting the biggest or one of the bigger ownership numbers on him at uh, 5,334% owned. He's a guy who can tank on us. Uh, for a very similar price, Carmelo against Denver, much less ownership. Uh, kind of a similar projection there. That, that actually fits the mold. For 57, we could always go back to Jeremy Grant if we wanted to. Derek Favors has a great price tag, 4900 tonight as a guy who's shown he's been uh, – can be a very explosive player, but tough matchup tonight. Man, I don't know, man, which one – we could all, we always have Hardenstein in our back pocket too. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I was actually about to mention Bridges. I think Bridges would have been a really good play, but we just got a report that P.J. Washington is looking closer to probable rather than ah. questionable. So it looks like P.J. Washington's going to play. So, man – I, I wouldn't even hate playing PJ Washington here. You know, he's four six. He let's makes, he makes let's a talk good. about that, man. Because we got Zeller in there. So now can we get Zeller will still be chalk. He's had some good games, right. but people, you know, the average guy is probably not accounting for Washington coming back. Can we get Zeller out of there now? Yeah, I think we can still play Zeller in this one. You mentioned he'll still have some ownership, and I, I would have felt better about Zeller with P.J. Washington out because that, that just takes away the complete opportunity for Washington to get any minutes at the five, and those minutes would probably go towards Zeller. But, you know, we've seen Zeller still get the minutes with Washington in. I don't feel as safe with them, uh, but I do think he's still a good play. 
and it does make sense to have a guy from Charlotte in this one. So if you wanted to take Zeller out and, and plug Washington, I think that makes sense. But I think you could even play these guys both together. And I definitely think they're both still still solid plays with both of them in. All right. I want to do that then. Let's put Washington in there. I think an underrated, an underrated aspect of this is Capella being out. Really hurts the defense inside there on Houston. Yeah. You know, you're going to – if they go small, there's a lot of rebounds up for grabs now that you're going to get. If they if they go Hardenstein, that's a really not not such a great defender right there. Any way you cut it, taking Capella out tonight helps the Charlotte guys inside. So let's plug him in there. I'm going to leave it right there. But as we as you guys can see on the on the snapshot here, that's a pretty good lineup with 5,700 left for one spot. You fill that one in however you want to fill, but. I think there's upside in this lineup, and and I think we got two big studs, Davis and Harden, and Aldridge is always has upside potential, and then our value guys have upside tonight. So I feel good about that, man. How how you how you feel? Yeah, it looks good, man. You you mentioned it. You know, with taking Capella out, Tucker's going to be in there. Tucker's a good defender, but he doesn't have the size, so it's going to be tough yeah. for him to to match up with guys like with like like Zeller, who is just he's, he's a bigger guy. So I think that makes a lot of sense. I like both of those guys, and I think the the price tag on both of them are good. So you know, we, we got the good studs that we like in with some value uh, with some upside. So I like it a lot. Yeah, Tucker down there in the middle is is like me at the RG basketball games here <laughs> the other day. I'm. I'm Trying, trying to guard uh, Ben Pritchett and, and, and JJ Sports with Facts. It's just, just too much for me, man. Just too much hype there for me, man. I couldn't hang with them. But I got the uh, – what is this? The expert rankings pulled up tonight. I always like to go in here and see what Dean pulls up. I like to see what Dean puts down. <laughs> Dean's, a, Dean's a good guy. But uh, Dean, Dean has some pretty good cash game picks. So this is where I go to look. Uh, I look at these guys, especially when – when when Meansy is doing it too, he's a cash game guy. That's like his picks are all pure cash game. But I like to go in here and see if there's anybody. If, if it's all like a herded thing here, like you, you see all the players, the same guys are up top in everybody's rank. I see you're doing the rankings today, and uh, I like to see if everybody has the same guys up top, or or if there's a lot of variance there, and that, that tells you a lot of different stuff. So I'm seeing a lot of the same names come up in these positions at top, like you know. Harden, Rivers, Gordon, McLemore up top in the shooting guard spots. And and everybody loves uh, the similar guys in a lot of these positions. So that tells you that the ownership tonight should go a certain way too. And that, that, that's a big indicator that we're going to have a lot of ownership on, and I see right here in the in the center position here, P.J. Tucker is, is highly ranked by three of the guys, and you got him down at eight. So I like that. I like getting away from yeah. Tucker a little bit, man, just – too much chalk. So that's a good spot. It's a good way to go in there, guys, and find a guy who may be lesser owned, but still uh, very much uh, uh, somebody you can play tonight is, is find a guy on this list from these guys that they all agree on is playable, that doesn't get the ownership. So we got a few minutes left here. We're not going to keep you too much longer, but talk to me about uh, some other things. What, what, do we have any other injuries come in tonight? You see anything else on the waiver wires here? Um, I think that was pretty much it. We're, wait, we're still waiting on the Jamal Murray news, but uh, uh, Murray, Murray's a big one. What would yeah, Murray they, do to, if Murray plays tonight? What would what would that do to you? Uh, I think it would pretty much just get rid of the interest that I had in, in guys like Barton, and then even Gary Harris could have been you know a deep a deeper GPP play. Um, but I I don't think it does a whole lot. I think obviously he'd be a little bit limited ankle injury, and he missed a pretty good amount. I think he missed like 10 games or so. So I think he would be limited uh, in minutes. But um, obviously you wouldn't be able to play Monty Morris because he would lose probably half the minutes he's been getting, and he's even priced up. So you wouldn't be able to play Monty Morris. I think Will Barton and Gary Harris would see bumps down. But I still think the guys that I have main interest in, like Grant, would still be fine. I don't think he loses any minutes. and Maybe loses some usage, but he's not a high-usage guy anyway. So he could definitely still produce for us. Uh, and then I think Jokic would be fine as well. He does get a bump with Murray out, but um, I think he'd, he'd still be fine. All right. Would that do anything for uh, your? I mean, you said earlier you really like Jokic. You think that would come back and take any shots away from Jokic? You still like Jokic a lot? Yeah, I, I think it would maybe hurt him a little bit because he does get a pretty significant boost with Murray out. But I think I'd still be be comfortable playing him. I think it'd still be, you know, he, he's he's my top option at center, but it's just comes down to lineup construction. It's hard to, to get up there when I'm trying to get guys like Harden and Giannis and AD in my lineups over him. He probably falls fourth on my list of studs. So uh, I'm, he's just kind of a, a lineup construction guy that gets kind of pushed aside for me. But I think it'd still be okay with Murray. All 
All right. So, guys, we've got a few minutes left here, and then, then you've got crunch time. We still need about 65 likes, man. If you get 65 likes, you get the Situation Room tomorrow for free. Get those likes, man. We need these likes to keep this thing going, keep keep pumping the, the good stuff out there. So hit the like button, the subscribe button, do all those things right now. If we get these last few bit of likes here in the next half hour or so, you can get some free stuff here. So a couple questions here. Let's If you got some questions, fire them up in YouTube chat. Fire them up in the free free chat on Discord, whatever, wherever you are. We'll, we'll try to get to them, but... First question for you, Kyle. Can you rank the following three shooting guards from best to worst tonight? There's some crazy options. Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig, Gary Harris. I guess it's a Denver fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if if Murray plays, I think it's pretty tough to play any of these guys yeah. um, just because I think their upside's pretty capped. If I had to rank them, I think best would be Gary Harris, number two, Beasley, and number three, Torrey Craig. All right, let's go to – FanDuel, a FanDuel-specific question that limits you on your position. So you got a certain number of small forwards you can take tonight, and it's a small list. And uh, who's your favorite cheap option at small forward for GPPs? Yeah, I think uh, if you consider Eric Gordon cheap, I think he'd be my favorite option. I, I do think he's going to be pretty chalky, but I'm okay with 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 paying that that kind of price tag and that, that ownership kind of uh, – I think it's going to be pretty chalky, but I think it's okay here. He's obviously going to get a nice little boost with Westbrook out. He's 4'9". I think there are, there are a couple guys in this range that you can play. You know, Daniel House, if you want to pivot, $200 more expensive uh, after having a, a couple big games. So I would prefer Gordon as the, the cheap play, but you can pivot to a guy like House or even to a guy like Ariza. All right, fair enough. All right, so I'm going to switch the lineup HQ real quick to FanDuel because we got the single entry series there tonight. Guys, if, if, you, if you missed it earlier, it's a $3 buy-in, single-entry series. If you missed yesterday, no big deal because your, your lowest score is going to get dropped anyway. So you get in tonight and, uh, and build this lineup. If you sit at the top of the leaderboard at the end of the week, you're going to get yourself into a really big uh, promo here in March that's going to win you a lot of money, guaranteed to win you a lot of money if you get in there. And then we're going to start this thing over again next week for a different buy-in. So it's going to be different buy-in ranges for the next six weeks, so it's good stuff. So let's tackle a few FanDuel things real quick. All right, I'm in there tonight. I'm going to run some GPP lineups tonight on FanDuel. Let me take a look here. Let me take a look here. Mention small forwards. Oh, that's a good spot. You get Giannis, you get LeBron. Then there's a big drop-off. Ingram is kind of a mid-range guy. Then there's a, a bigger drop-off, especially if Murray plays. You don't want as much Will Barton. So then you get down Will Barton, Eric Gordon, Carmelo, uh, are you more likely on an eye like tonight to go one stud, one scrub, two? Like sometimes going two stud small forwards on an eye just makes you different. It's tough to do, but makes you different. And then when they hit, boy, you're just in the money. What's your What's your thoughts on a, a single entry series tonight? Two two small forwards, a stud, a scrub, or, or how do you play that out on an eye like tonight? Yeah, I think for me right now, I'm leaning towards going uh, one of the the studs and then kind of going down in the mid-tier, the, the 4 to 5K range for the other guys. I think there are some good options in, in that range. You know, obviously, Eric Gordon's going to be one of the popular options, but Miles Bridges, I think you can still play. Um, on FanDuel, I, I like taking a shot on Barton still. Uh, we might not have that news of Murray, and that might just leave people off of Barton in, in general. So I think that's somewhat interesting. Uh, maybe he'll be a little bit lower owned because of that. So I think Barton's pretty interesting. Obviously, uh, a pretty good matchup, and this is a game that should be somewhat close, pretty competitive, um, kind of a playoff atmosphere type game. So I like that. Um, so Barton's somewhat interesting from from an ownership standpoint. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely going to have Giannis on my FanDuel team. You've got to have two small forwards. That's the difference between DraftKings and FanDuel you mentioned earlier. We can get away from Giannis because we can save money with Davis, and we're not restricted by position over there, but on FanDuel you are, and I like Giannis quite a bit. So uh, pulling up the numbers, is there anybody that you would that would stand out to you on FanDuel that doesn't pop to you on the other sites just because of that salary? Um, not, not too much. I think on FanDuel it kind of feels like um, it's just kind of easy to, to get in whoever you want over here. Um, the only thing that from a, from a pricing construction type thing is I kind of mentioned it a couple of times, but center for me, it's hard to, to pay up for these guys here because I'm trying to, 
to spend up, you know, at small forward and, and at, at shooting over with Harden, obviously, or then even trying to get Davis in a lineup where I maybe don't have a, an expensive small forward. So I think the only thing that jumps out when comparing uh, a Fanduel to DraftKings is it's hard to get a center that's going to be expensive. You know, on on DraftKings you can even play Anthony Davis in the center spot, who I like a lot. But on center on center on Fanduel, it's Jokic or Whiteside at the at the high range, and it's hard to get to those guys just because of you know the way my lineups are being constructed right now. Yeah, sounds good, guys. We actually hit our goal here, so we hit our likes goal. So you guys are going to get the free Situation Room tomorrow. Were you a fan of Jersey Shore, the Situation? A little bit, yeah. All the fist pumping and the gym tan laundry, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I love it. it. But you guys are going to get the Situation Room tomorrow for free. That is the first thing you should be going to in the morning time to build NBA lineups and seeing where the injuries look like they're going to happen and what you could take advantage of, so – Good for you guys. Hell of a job to do right there, to, to pump that up there that quick. You're going to have to do this every day. You're going to get some free stuff every day, so that's good stuff. So, guys, we're going to get out of here just a tad bit early. There's only four games. I think we attacked it as, as good as you can possibly attack it tonight. I learned a lot on this show. I appreciate Kyle joining me to do this. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow, and I think SBK's on here, another guy who's a, he's a newbie. Man, to this. This is gonna, that's going to be a fun show. So tune in tomorrow for that. We'll have some more like, like stuff for you. But until then – Uh, For Kyle Murray, I'm Head Chopper. We're going to sign off here. Good luck in all those GPP guys, and we're out of here.